0: Uh, last weekend I was up in Idaho. Been spending a bit of time up there. What were you doing? I, in uh, well, I, uh, I bought myself a really, really old pioneer home. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like 150 years old. It's it's just uh, just an old small little pioneer thing you know like a frame and lumber just a cheap something for me to get away where nobody is um is it like in in the mountains or something um it's like it's in yeah it's on the edge of the mountains it's in the valley um but it's like there's only like 500 people in the city and so it's like uh it's just a way to get away my cell service barely works up there and it's a way to getaway but also something for me to work on that's like i don't live in while i work on it just a cheap little little thing you know yeah um but anyway i've been up there quite a bit i go up there probably two weekends this uh month last two months and uh it's middle of winter and one of the things i noticed last weekend was the uh the deer are everywhere like everywhere. Cause I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's the thick of winter and they're coming down where it's warmer, where they can access food. Right. And I've, I've just never been in a scenario where the deer are so plentiful. Um, they just like hang out in the roads, they hang out in the yard, they hang out. Um, I mean, they're just sitting there on the side, just eating whatever they can. And, um, I like get it, 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 what was weird is how alarming it was to me you know, of like, uh, every time I went anywhere, um, I felt like, okay, I gotta be on, on the lookout. Um, and like driving at night was just like utter (laughs) panic, utter panic. Just like, okay, they, they've gotta be, they gotta be darting out at any second. There's just roadkill on the side of the road, like crazy, right? Just go every mile. There's a deer. And so, um, kind of made me think about, uh, well a couple things. One is you know, for me it I I would venture to get that you've hit a deer before, right?
1: Yeah, well deer hit me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so explain. he ran into
1: he I was it was New Year's Eve, New Year's Day or New Year's night, you know, after midnight at that point and it was snowing and a deer darted in front of me and I hit the mm-hmm. brakes and I looked over to my left and saw the eyes of a Another deer has it smashed into the window and into my door and spun <laughs> me around.
0: Yeah, they traveled together. Yeah, but
1: he ran into my he, he or she ran into the side of my car. Did it total your car? I can't remember. Oh uh, no, no. It was just some damage to the door. It was, they fixed it. Insurance yeah. covered it.
0: Yeah. Um, but it was my first still Do you car. still, <laughs> do you I, still you feel like car. a sense of do you still feel a sense of panic when you are in deer territory
1: it's been a while since i've been in deer territory but i hate i hate being in deer territory <laughs> you know, we, yeah i yeah. i hate driving at night through um areas where deer are and i'm i'm, I'm totally um like totally panic
0: when you see that deer w-
1: deer crossing w- sign and you're driving through a road <laughs> at night
0: what uh what is it, is it uh it, it's just the the fear of What's going to happen to me, kind of thing, or, or, uh, or what?
1: Yeah, I mean, when when usually like in those places, you're are the places where you're, there, you know, you're driving fast. You know, you're out in the middle of nowhere and you're trying to get to where yeah. you're going, and I don't want to be 80 miles an hour and hit a deer or have a deer hit me because you know when that deer hit me, I spun around, it spun me off the road, and yeah, I was yeah, probably yeah. going 50. You know, so like right. just the thought of of uh, being out in the middle of nowhere. And, and, you know, in the snow and, and maybe being upside down waiting for somebody yeah, totally. to come help you. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I don't, I just, you know, in and and animals, you just can't predict.
0: No. How how big was your car?
1: It was a little uh, Hyundai. Uh, it was the early days of Hyundai. Um, oh, yeah. It was yeah. a that's little right. hatchback. That's right.
0: Yeah, see, that's what, see, we have, we've had, uh, my wife's family, we've had some, deer trauma actually there was a um you know her grandmother and uncle passed away they were driving driving home and they're going 80 some odd miles an hour and, and hit a deer and it it uh they died right and so that i think that's probably where my panic comes in and i think that's probably legitimate but one of the things that makes me think about it is the reaction that in and of itself, I mean, there's a couple of things. There's the, the fear of what's going to happen to me. Right. But then, um, and just the unpredictableness of it, which, which is weird because it, I mean, that's really anytime you get in a car, you just, you never know. But, um, I, I'm sure that risk um, increases when you're in a situation like well, that. yeah, I mean,
1: I mean, people can do crazy things, but, usually you can predict, you know, for the most Uh part, you can predict what another human is going to do. But when when you're out there, especially at night, when you can't even see him coming, you can't
0: predict what
1: a deer, I mean, deer aren't, um, the brightest
0: animals anyway. No. And they don't, they don't abide by societal road. They have like
1: walnut sized brains. So like, you can't blame them, but
0: (laughs) yeah, true. Um, But so that got me thinking about, you know, we have a a cousin who who at at one time hit a deer um, and he pulled off to the side of the road. And uh, (laughs) I have a feeling he's no longer with us, but I have a feeling he embellished this story a little bit. (laughs) But but he said he saw the deer uh, on the side of the road injured and pulled over and And and, uh, wept as it it passed away. (laughs) I don't know how much I believe it. But so it gets me thinking a little bit about how people react to the death of an animal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, that uh, there's a wide variety of of responses to that. I mean, some people are are, um, really hypersensitive. And then some people are pretty cold and, and callous when it comes to, to the death of an animal. Um, and have you ever been hunting? No. What, so so you've never, aside from killing a deer, have you ever had a situation where you've had to kill an animal? With my bare hands? Or like with me <laughs> no. killing an animal? Yes. Like pulling a You're trigger? Responsible. You're responsible <laughs> for it.
1: I mean like like we put our dog down a couple of weeks ago. Oh you did. Uh we put down Duke. Uh-huh. And uh um, oh, how old was he? Um he was probably somewhere between 14 16.
0: Okay, he's old.
1: We got him we just got him uh like maybe 4 years ago and he was they said he uh-huh. was 12. But I never I don't think that they ever guess right at the shelters.
0: Yeah, because we've gotten yeah.
1: some animals from the shelter that would be, you know, so old by now if they were really the age they said they were. Right. And um, but but his his you know he was a German Shepherd and his hit back legs just went out. It's kind of a thing that tends to happen with them. And mm-hmm. we were going to put him down a couple months ago, but the kids kind of begged us not to, and they said he was doing better. And he's been having a hard time walking, and then mm-hmm. finally his legs just gave out. Yeah. And so he was like having to drag himself around and he was shitting and pissing on himself because he couldn't get up <laughs> to go out. And the thing is, <laughs> yeah, he was such time. a good boy. He was such a good boy. He didn't want to piss in the house. You know, we, well, he was in the yeah. garage. We had him on a futon mattress in the garage so he easy get yeah. it to easy outside. Right. And he held it in for days until he finally just let it go because he couldn't, couldn't. He was having such a hard time yeah. getting up and going outside. And we had to have them come to the house to do it because he was like 100 pounds and yeah. Um, he hate, hated cars, hated them with a passion. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, in fact, when we moved uh, from our last house to this house we're in now, like, he was the last thing to come. <laughs> and there was right. a point where I was wrestling with this dog for uh, 45 minutes trying to get him in the car. He was slipping <laughs> his leash and running up into the woods where I was just like, dude, I'm going to have to leave you here because we're not coming back. You know? Yeah. Um, But... It, it was a weird thing. I've, I tend to, um, distance myself, uh, emotionally mm-hmm. from pets. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and I don't know. I don't, and I, I actually t- tend to distance myself emotionally from all living things. You know? <laughs> <laughs> sure. But, but I just don't want that pain of loss, right. I think is what it is. I, I think, I yeah. don't know. Um, so, yeah. so I never really let myself get that connection with, mm-hmm. with the pet that like the rest of the family gets. Yeah. So that when it, the time comes where we do have to put him down, I can be the stoic one. I'm the one that's not crying. I'm the one that's taking care yeah. of business, I guess. But, mm-hmm. but, but, you know, you feel something, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. You feel something. There's a little bit of sadness, and then there's that empty hole when he's gone. But as far as, but but I mean, that was kind of a mercy thing. That was kind of a that wasn't like just killing something to kill it. Right. Um. Other than birds, um, that I, a couple of birds I've hit with my car, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, bugs. I don't I haven't really killed an animal.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> well, it, it's interesting when you're talking about putting the dog down. It reminded me of when I was in in high school or college or something like that, I used to, um, uh, mow lawns for, um, my wife's, uh, grandmother. And one day I was mowing the lawn and my back, I was, I was out there my back was going away from the driveway. She was, she was backing up out of the, out of the garage and she ran over their dog. Um, and it just kind of, hear this yelp and I turn around and the dog's under the tire basically, you know? Um, <clears throat> and I remember, uh, we, you know, I run over there and we, um, he can't walk on his back legs and we take him we put him in the back of the, she had like a Ford, Ford Explorer. So we put her, put him in the, in the back of Ford Explorer. And I just kind of ride in the back with, with him until he gets to the vet, you know? Mm-hmm. And they obviously had to put him down cause he, he wasn't recovering from that and he was old anyway. Um, it's it's interesting because I had I had um, kind of hadn't thought about that in a long time, but I remember that being like a very hyper emotional time. Um, but I don't I didn't feel wasn't like a sobbing. You know, it wasn't like this. Oh my gosh, this is my dog, and I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was uh, just because it wasn't my dog. But I do think there's a little bit of in some of those situations, um, you can uh, you kind of let a kind of let yourself go there and sometimes you can close it out. Um, I I've never been hunting. I'm not much of a hunter myself, but uh, a couple years ago, we went up to my, my in-laws have a, a place up in Montana and there are just gophers galore out in their field. Um, and, uh, kind of become a little bit invasive out there. Yeah. And so one of the things you, you do is you have a 22 and, and they will, um, kill gophers and I'm not a hunter. And there was one day there was this bet of, Hey, can you give this a shot? Can you hit a gopher? It wasn't really a bet, but like a dare kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I had this 22 rifle and I'm not a shooter. I have a 22, but I, uh, I don't remember the last time I went and shot that rifle, you know? Um, and, uh, so I kind of lined up the gopher in my sight and, kind of controlled my breathing and got him right in the head. And it, it was this weird thing of where um, it didn't, and it wasn't like a kill shot, but it was maybe the jaw or something like that. And he kind of panics around for a minute and drops. And it was this weird combination of, I felt like instant remorse and guilt of like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that to the, <laughs> this animal, yeah, you know? Yeah. And then the other part of me was like, Holy shit, man, I just took out this tiny little target. And I don't, I don't, it was, it was like this, I could feel this interplay um, within myself of like, okay, do I, do I let what I just did in or do I not? Um, and I, I've heard of people, it's, I, I hear it's not uncommon when people go and they shoot their first deer, you know, cause you don't, when you, when you shoot an animal, from what I understand, it doesn't just instantly kill it, right? It wounds it and then it dies. And so a lot of times you catch up to the animal and it may still be alive. Um, And I I hear of like people crying when that happens. Um, In fact, I know somebody who (laughs) went to his uh, uh, first deer and was sobbing um, because he just felt horrible about it. And it just kind of makes me wonder like this, this brings in like the whole ethical element of killing animals. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I don't know where I where I stand on that because, um, I, you know, I did, I think clearly a little bit of the circle of life kind of thing. Um,
1: well, you're talking about just, these gophers, and you're you're uh, making me remember some repressed memories because I have, <laughs> I have killed I have them. I have killed gophers, uh, yeah, but I was you? in a I was in a fight for my garden, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> like like when you're watching these these plants that you grown just suddenly like your these these this zucchini plant being sucked right. into the ground like with your eye you like <laughs> like what in the hell this like where's my this going and this one year I got into this vicious war with the gophers but I was and I was just using gopher traps, you know, I wasn't yeah. um I wasn't like shooting them between the head but I was still <laughs> responsible for it. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but I and I didn't feel bad because it was like it was my vegetables or the gopher's vegetables. I, and and maybe I should have felt bad, you know? Because yeah. it's like, yeah. who am I to say that these are my vegetables? Right? Right. And then uh, I I killed a rooster once, but I'm not going to talk about that story. But it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible.
0: I really want to hear it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe another time but i'm not ready to relive that but he was well, you not i just he was a it. very mean rooster who was just beating the crap out of the hens okay and uh one day <laughs> we got in we came to blows and 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 uh, you're you're right it's really hard to kill an it like, like <laughs> i don't want to get into it I don't want to hate <laughs> We don't have to. <laughs> but I, yeah, was, but I was kind it, of a different person back then. I don't know that mm-hmm, I would it would go mm-hmm. down that way now.
0: How long ago was that?
1: Um, maybe five years ago. Okay. Maybe maybe a little longer, seven years ago.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm trying to think of how long ago how long it's been since we've had chickens.
0: Well, you know that I I think so. I we've had. In various times of my life, we've had mice, right? And I have no qualms about setting a mouse trap and killing a mouse that's in my house. like n- none whatsoever, right? Um, but if uh, if that mouse we, I was at work a couple years ago and we had a mouse infestation in our office. and um, the custodian had, place those sticky traps oh man that's like so that's
1: so terrible
0: it, it's it's like the, the one thing of a instant Okay, this slams on its neck and kills it right versus you have to have this uh, that's a that's a whole different uh, scenario um, that I just don't know that I I have the the fortitude to be able to really Uh,
1: really handle yeah I actually have killed a mouse on a glue trap I was struggling yeah man you're bringing up all I'm I'm, (laughs) I don't think of myself as being an animal killer but that one was also another mercy killing I didn't put the glue trap down I was at work somebody put a glue trap down and I you know to take it out back and piece of old carpet and you got to put it out of its misery yeah stomp it you know it sucks yeah but it's like yeah. it's, there's no well, way to save it when once it hits the glue,
0: right? And and I, in in those scenarios, you do even even like say for example, um, there's like this uh, like a dead mouse that's already dead. That to be able to go and um, like dispose of it or whatever, you have to like get yourself in the right headspace. Yeah. And uh, it's the same idea of, of if you you know you're going to kill something um, like you almost have to like close it off, you know. Um, and it's just, it's just a weird it's just I it just made me think of it this last weekend of, like how weird um, that is within our I don't know that we're like natural killers necessarily. It's like you know, it's almost like you have to um, kind of go into a specific zone for that you know if you have to you have to get your mind um you have to close certain elements of your mind off to be able to be prepared to do those things um and is that a
1: new thing is that a thing we've evolved into because uh there was a time where that was how you survived was by
0: right killing killing food and and maybe and maybe it is a new thing because like I think I, I eat meat. I'm not a vegetarian. I eat I eat animal products pretty regularly, and um, I don't sit and think about how it was every time I make a meal. I don't sit and think about how it was processed or made or the animal itself. Um, so like I am multiple steps removed from um, the preparation of that animal, um, and so I it probably is a new thing because I. I could go my I could probably go my whole life without actually having to literally prepare um, the animal from life to to food. You know what I mean? Most people would go their whole life without. Right. And so, and so I, I it maybe maybe it is a, a new phenomenon.
1: Yeah. Well, what about fish? Because I, I, here's another animal I've killed. I've killed fish. <laughs> you know, oh, probably yeah. the closest I've ever come to hunting is fishing. You know, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: but people say fish don't have feelings, so it's okay.
0: <laughs> I've felt a pretty, pretty profound sense of guilt um, killing the fish before, and and I'm sure that's you know maybe they don't have feelings, but when you, I I, I personally like to fish. I'm a catch and release kind of guy, um, and there, there's a way to fish where you can, you know, on a hook there's there's a barb that will allow it to go in but the barb will catch it so it won't come out and um one of the strategies i use is i crimp that barb so it's just uh so it won't catch so easy you can easily pull the hook out it makes it sometimes harder to catch a fish because as they're flopping around sometimes they can they can get out of the hook but um the reason i've gone to that is because i've used these lures that are um have multiple hooks and they've gotten into a fish eye or to multiple parts of a fish. And you basically just have to rip it out in order to get the the hook out. And in order to do that, you have to kill a fish and And uh, then you have to eat it. (laughs) it, it, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I don't think the fish didn't seem to enjoy it. So if I don't know about them, not having feelings because it sure didn't respond well to it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it's, yeah, it's uh <clears throat> and and I and, and you, you bring up fishing you know I'm not much of a hunter but I do enjoy there's I one of my um, things I really enjoy is finding a good river where you can get in the river it's where you know it's summer it's hot outside but you can go you can stand in the middle of the river you can walk up a river and you can fish it from you know, from, you can get, when you're inside the river, you can get at a lot better angles at a fishing hole than you can from the shore. And so, um, I absolutely love to walk a river and fish. I try to do it, you know, every summer. And, um, though I don't eat fish, I'm not, and and I, I catch them and I release them, but I don't know what it is about the process of, of, I am it's it's like hunting basically i'm I'm going to catch you, you know it's like hide and go seek kind of thing, and I'm gonna find you and I don't know if that is um like a primal thing or if that is a uh, we're just sick in the head kind of or if it's more of like a power thing like look, I am so powerful that i I could kill you if I wanted My you be know sure <laughs>
1: Exactly. I, I haven't done any kind of manly outdoor stuff in a long time. <laughs> It's been a long time, but I don't feel like I'm missing out. I don't feel like I'm missing anything.
0: Right, right.
1: Maybe I. And that's about
0: as manly. That's about as manly as I get as fishing. (laughs) Well, let's get
1: back to these deer. Like, like, (laughs) what was like? Where were you going with that?
0: Well, it, it was actually the thought of how we react when deer, well, when an animal dies and because seeing all these deer the probability there's so much roadkill um, that they like they they're dead there's just all these dead carcasses on the side of the road and and so it's kind of brought me down that road of well,
1: what um, do you uh, think what do you think the general population thinks about roadkill because it's 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 like we were talking earlier like there there's the rodents that you don't have a problem killing mm-hmm. but and and I kind of think Anything that you can't take into your home as a pet, you know, like you just Uh think of it as secondary. It's more part of the landscape than an actual living thing. Mm -hmm. I think for most, most people, when you hit it, it's just like whatever. Yeah.
0: Well, I, uh, I think, I, I think that's definitely true. Um, where, you know, a dog is part of your family. Um, uh, you, you you see it every day. You care for it. You spend money to you know, need to yeah. groom it or buy food or you know you, it's it's like part of your your um just your life. Um, whereas where rodents and and roadkill are not. That being said, I I remember driving in. <laughs> I would tell all these stories that it just reminds me of all these different things. But I remember um, driving to Colorado once. And I was on the freeway on I-80, and a some sort of um, I don't know, squirrel or chipmunk or something runs into the road, catches my tire, and and I saw it like flip up in my in my rear view, and like roll across the um, the road, and it impacted my drive for for multiple hours. Eventually, obviously, I got over it, but I felt horrible. Um, there was nothing I could do. You're just driving along, right? Mm-hmm. You just happened to to run in front of it, and so I, I think there's probably an element of of uh, um, uh, of empathy. You know how much how much em- here. Let me ask you this: Do you think you can be empathetic for animals yet lack empathy for humans?
1: I think there are people, like, yeah, that feel that like animals more than people. <laughs> I think.
0: But but do you think they um, lack empathy though? Like can't can't see if you if you are empathetic for animals, do you think you're generally a more a more empathetic person? To, to,
1: to yeah, probably. Yeah, internal? yeah. I think so. I think so. I think yeah, there are, too. but I think there are people who are. It's it's more like you're so empathetic <laughs> that you you also are, you know, feeling like, for animals. Yeah, screw
0: people. Yeah.
1: Well, you feel that. Yeah, you feel screw people just because people suck you know yeah and animals would suck too if they had a voice i mean look your dogs (laughs) trying to run away all the time you know and 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 the cat just wants to be on the other side of wherever it is you know (laughs) and 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 you know it's just people are living things have ego i guess you know i mean even right. even a tree strives to fights to live you know you see when a tree gets cut down and all the little suckers start growing out i mean mm-hmm. and it's still fighting to live everything's fighting for its 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 existence right so so people tend to i don't know i mean i'm let's go back to to the fact that you never have to uh Prepare your food. You don't have to hunt anymore. Mm-hmm. So those are instincts that are no, not being used anymore. So what are they being replaced with? Yeah. What are we replacing well, the this this killer this desire or this 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 you know you have to have that drive to this warrior drive where 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 does that go instead since we're not finding food, killing buffalo.
0: Well, and, and some part of me wonders if that's why there is such a divide among, like, sometimes people talk about the culture wars, you know. Um, I do think there's a pretty sharp divide in what life is like. So like, I'm going back to Idaho. Um, when I'm up there, it feels so different. Just life in general, what it takes to um, just survive in this cold climate there's not a ton of services around and most everybody out there is either ranching or doing some sort of like maybe construction but they have to travel a lot for construction or some sort of of manual almost subsistence type um livelihood and i just think when when that is life you see the world differently than you know some city folk kind of thing you Mm know uh it's, and so I do think the difference there, and the fact that it's changed since you know um, what it perhaps used to be in much of human history, is part of the reason we see even in like American history, uh, for a good portion of that it was an agrarian um, livelihood, and so uh, I kind of think it's a new phenomenon that we're facing just as a people, uh, you know, and and still you look at. I can't remember the numbers, uh, but how many people just on the planet still, um, subsistence farm they, they have an agrarian form of, of livelihood and, um, life is just different. It's, it's still, it's still around us. Um, and I think the idea of of not having to worry about where our food comes from is, is really a new phenomenon. Um, and it makes me wonder how much, um, how will it change i mean assuming we all are you know our species <laughs> survives uh you know millennia but like uh how will it change the evolutionary path for for humans you know what i mean right right i guess it depends on like you say like are we going to be
1: like digging out of rubble <laughs> right forced to go back <laughs> let me ask you this where where you see people are having to maybe live more of a farming lifestyle and mm-hmm. and are raising their own food and and probably yeah. what you're seeing is people are raising food for others you know mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: do you think that they have less empathy the people who have to who raise animals to to sell for food
0: yeah that's a good question um no, I don't think they have less empathy. Um, and it, yeah, I, I, I don't know where to go there, other than like <laughs> my my gut tells me I want, I want I wanted to make a comment, and then I thought no, that's actually probably it's probably just more of my own bias being reflected than anything else. Um, it and I'm I'm gonna go there anyway because what the hell. Um, there. It's not like anyone's there listening seemed... to this. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, it seems to be rooted in like a, a lot of the empathy is kind of rooted in this kind of uh, Christian ethic though. And that's, but again, I think, well, that's probably my own bias. I, I don't know that that's fully accurate. So, um, but I, well, I maybe do think, in Idaho. Uh, <clears throat> right. Right. And that's exactly right. That's, that's in that particular spot. Um, but in general, you know, and, and that may look different in um, another country than it does in America. even. So, so, but no, I, I don't, I don't, I guess the, the short answer to that is even if you have to kill animals every day, I don't know that that necessarily makes you less empathetic in general. Though I do think, I do think people who have to do that, do have to kind of like shut off a certain element of, it's almost like the the Charlotte's Web thing, right? Where uh, it's been a long time since I heard the story of Charlotte's Web. So I, I'm trying to remember what happens. But doesn't doesn't the pig get killed for slaughter?
1: I don't know. Does the pig get killed or does the pig get saved with by the spider? I don't know. I don't remember. Well, that's no. It's that a tragic, was, yeah, that, sad thing. So the pig must get
0: eaten. Well, or I don't know if it gets eaten or it was going to get eaten. I I, you know, I can't remember. I, it's been so many years. But it was this idea of even in this lifestyle um, you know you have these children who are worried about um oh, crap I can't
1: I, but it's, I can't the who, it's the children who it's the children who care about the pig the adult exactly. doesn't seem to care about the pig so has the has just the lifestyle desensitized the the farmer to um, the the horrors of slaughter <laughs> you know I, guess.
0: I i i think age does that I, I mean, I, I we see it with our own. With everything, things. yeah. Like the the things that they get feel sensitive about, or like, eh, get over it. Like, life's cruel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think I think age does that.
1: Well, that's sad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it sure is.
1: Well, I mean, and that's that's the problem too. It's like it's like, look at this world that we live in, and look at the. If you think you're old, look at the generations ahead of you. Look at our right. parents' generation who are now coming into old, you know. It's weird to think of our parents as old because old old, but suddenly it's like I'm realizing how old I am and it's like, oh my god, they're archaic. Right. And just the things that they don't care about. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> these these things where you're like, "How can you um how can we be having this conversation in your, I can't even understand. I don't understand the things that the things that they care about are so different from the things that the younger generations care about. And I guess as we get older, we'll Mm -hmm. stop caring about, I mean, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, I even look at my kids and it's like, you know, my, my daughter's this sustainability, uh, crusader, you know, Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. who who looks at me sideways when I uh, use a, when I throw a plastic fork in the garbage, you know, and it's like, we can't, you can't save everything, you know? And Mm -hmm. there was a time when I thought you could. Yeah. But I just, I'm just so tired.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and is that what it is? Like, you know what I mean? Is that, is it, is it, you can only fight a fight for so long?
1: Well, you know what I mean? Well, That's what convenience does to you too. Convenience makes you lazy. Yeah.
0: The fact that we don't have to, uh, Kill our
1: own food it makes us lazy and complacent. Yeah. yeah, I think that's I think that's probably true. I was talking on a different podcast last week about fear mm-hmm. and how um, we don't have the fears that we used to have as early humans, which right. we're not we're not having to like go on the run from saber tooth tigers, and we're not having to find yeah. shelter nightly, and we're not having to even you know even when when big catastrophic climate events take come happen, there's still like mm-hmm. a weatherman out there with the news camera. You know what I mean? It's still not yeah. like, yeah. It, like it's like, and, and so, so those things aren't, aren't part of our lives. And, um, but now, but the fear is still, we're still wired with fear. Right. And so now it's more of like, I just think people in charge and the media, are now just placing different fears on us. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking before we went on here about coronavirus mm-hmm. and how, how, and maybe I'm gonna be the one that looks the fool, but <laughs> stores selling out of toilet paper and water. Mm-hmm. And and it's like, but at, at the same time, I see that, and it's like, okay, well, people are just trying to be prepared for this thing because the media is telling them it's this huge thing. But at the same time, it's like they're going and buying up everything. And it's like, well, it basically saying we have the money to buy this right now. We deserve it. Give it to us. We are not going to go without, you know, my household will not go without. I don't care. I'm going to buy it all. I remember once being at a, a bank. <laughs> I don't know how this yeah. relates, but this is popping into my head. And this was back in the days before uh, – this was, like, when you wanted to make a deposit at night after the closing, you had to put it in the night deposit
0: yeah.
1: before ATMs took deposits. Mm-hmm. And so you'd pull up to the night deposit, and they'd have, like, envelopes and then, like, a deposit slip that you could fill in. And sometimes yeah. you'd get there, and there wouldn't be any, or, you know, there's one or two. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting behind this guy who was – um Doing a, making a deposit. And he had his daughter get out of the car and go around because I don't know, he couldn't get to it. And she goes to grab him an envelope and a deposit slip. And I hear him say, Just grab them all. And, and yeah. I mean, even I was guilty because I knew I was going to hit in the night deposit. I didn't take all of them, but I always had some in my, tried to always have some. If there was a stack, I would take a couple just so I'd have them in my glove yeah. box so that the times I did come in there were none, I'd have one. And mm-hmm. <laughs> from the time I went out, I'm like, Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Can you leave me one? if There's somebody right behind you, and you just tol- yeah. take all of them. Yeah. And I just think that's—I don't—I don't understand that mentality.
0: Well, it's where where you see that um, most most prevalent is uh, in group feeding. Like <laughs> anytime you have some sort of like group dinner or large—I um, I don't know, like a, like a, almost a buffet style. Um, uh, like feeding event, those who come first are never thinking about oh, wait, is there, are we going to make sure we have enough kind of thing.
1: You can always tell too who grew up in a family where you either you got it or you didn't eat. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 That's, that probably comes from a primal place too, actually.
1: Yeah. Well, that was yeah, kind I mean, of our upbringing. If there was something good to eat, you ate it. Yeah. Because it wasn't going to be there another day.
0: Oh, I, I have to. I still have to regulate myself on the. If there's something that's technically not mine, like I'll have to like okay, I'll give it a couple of days. But if it's still in there after three days, no, I, the statute of limitations is over.
1: I ate it. Sorry, you didn't get one.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Oh, it's funny. It's yeah. funny. So I don't know. What does it? What does it all mean? <laughs>
0: yeah, you know. I guess. I guess uh, where that's going is is um, the I guess the the big broader theme that I'm wondering is 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 how like how primal is that how internal is like what do you have to do to um, disconnect from the death of, of not humans you I think humans of our, of our own kind is different right but the death of uh, the death of ever other living things um, you know, I, 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 do think there's what, a, what do you, why is, what difference, you why is
1: there a difference between your own? Cause character? it's our, I, I think, I, I don't know. just because, um, just in a different emotional attachment. Probably.
0: And, and I, maybe, maybe, um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's jarring, jarring to see, um, I, I, remember when the Rwanda, uh, the genocide in Rwanda. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a frontline documentary on that. And I remember watching that and just the scores of, of, um, dead people just on the streets. And as, as the, like, media went in and started documenting what was going on there and just how jarring it was to see people just dead in the streets, um, just, just on video, you know, and I think it's, it's a lot easier to put ourselves, it's a lot easier to empathize with our own kind, you know, and like imagine like that, that could be my child or that could be, you know, me or my family or, you know what I mean? Um, and, uh, so I do think that, that taps into a, um, a whole different element because I think we can relate to it more. Right. You can put, you can put yourself into that situation. Yeah. I even- well, and, and I,
1: so go ahead. I, I even have a hard time when you see like the video tape of bombings, where it, like shows an airstrike and like shows a building like, mm-hmm. or a car driving down the road and it explodes, like some weird uh, it, infrared video that you see. Yeah. I even have a hard time yeah. watching those.
0: Well, yeah, because you're like that. Those are those are people. You know what I mean? Those are mm-hmm. those are people with families and whatever
1: um, who are fighting I for something
0: think... that they believe in. Right. And and I think even like going to viewings. It's, it's always weird to see somebody you know dead. Um, just cause it's like, I knew them. And you get in that weird space, like that, like that, that was the same body that was so vibrant. And, and now, like, and I, and I'm sure that begs the question of like, okay, where did they go? Are they, is it, you know, are they gone forever? Or is it, you know, it, it, I think it gets in that whole like existential, like what's the purpose and what's the, you know, what happens after we die. So I think I probably starts to get into that once you, once you get into people, you know, but, um, yeah, I, I just think, I think seeing human death is, I mean, imagine seeing a dead body on the side of a road compared compared to uh, a dead deer. Right, right. <laughs> it, it brings in a whole, whole other sense of, of emotion. I'm sure.
1: Yeah. Well, and, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like, it's like you were talking about, you start, where do, where do you, where does where do you go? Where, where has, where is the life force of this dead body? Where has it gone? And yeah. it doesn't even really matter um, mm-hmm. if we can just consider the living in, and in, in the, in the moment, you know, like, yeah. I think a lot, like we get so wrapped up on the afterlife that we fight yeah. in, the, in the physical, and, yeah. and I don't know. That's a that's a that's a topic for another day. But uh, maybe next time we can
0: maybe not. But. No, I, I think <laughs> I think for sure that's what like that is. You know, I think you bring up a good point, though, of a lot of times we sit and worry about what happens after so much that we like fail to uh, appreciate the fact that we have it now you know yeah. um, and, and to a certain degree that's what makes life so precious is the fact that it is finite you know um, that it's not just this or I mean it potentially could not be this infinite resource you know I mean who, who knows but what we do know is we have now um, and so um, so appreciate now you know kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah. but uh, yeah because you never
1: thing. know when uh, you're going to just be minding your own business searching for uh berries and you're going to run across this weird road <laughs> thing and a car is going to hit you
0: <laughs> exactly perfect
1: minding your own business
0: <laughs> yep you have no father your mother's gone you have no father yes my father's gone what about your brother your sister to see you through We all need a brother, a sister, to see us through. It'll be alright.
1: It will be alright.
0: I will be your brother for tonight. I will be your brother.